1: This is possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com/free22. 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 Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or sea floors
2: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover Sakamoto Days, Mission Yozakura Family, Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero, and One Piece, week to week, back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump, issue number 28. I am your host, finally back on the main show, Ego Eagle.
3: And I'm Mello Ennis.
2: Welcome back. Thank you, sir. And um, obviously, Knox is missing from the main show as well this week. He will be back for the next round of shows, but uh, he had some things he had to deal with in his own personal time. So it will just be Melo and I tonight. We'll be covering things. um, And before we get started, one other thing I'd like to say is that obviously... Ayashiman met its uh, end of serialization. So we haven't yet decided what we want to put on the main show in replacement of that. We're actually, I think, going to put up a Twitter poll um, and let the community decide what they want us to put on the main show um, for coverage in place of Ayashiman. So keep notifications on for the official Project Manga Twitter account and uh, keep you know an eye on the Discord if you're in the Project Manga Discord, which if you're not, you should be. Um, and you will definitely be notified about when that poll is coming out, when it is out, and you'll be able to vote on it and decide what we put on the show. So, um, with all that being said, as always, take a look in that description box where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities, such as Discord, um, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on, as well as links to support the podcast, such as our Patreon or our online store. Also, while you're down there, you can uh, find timestamps that you can use to conveniently navigate yourself through the video and avoid spoilers for series that you are not yet caught up in. And with all that said, what another fantastic week in jump.
3: Looking a little lean, only four chapters, but you know what? These chapters gave us a lot to me to chew on.
2: Yeah, definitely. These chapters had a lot of uh, content to chew on. That is for damn sure. So, uh, with that being said, I suppose we just go ahead and jump right into the first chapter of the night. Chapter 74 of Sakamoto Days Undercover. (laughs) And uh, I really like that we start this chapter off with, like, Shin really, really upset that Sakamoto did not pass the test, right? And he even goes as far as, like... Calling the association, a a- calling the association, and like japping on him over the phone on some like, if you don't alter that fucking uh, the ruling type shit, like he's got any uh, authority, like oh my gosh. Shin, Hello, Shin I would me. like
3: to phone in a complaint. <laughs> <If> <laughs> this does not shit. Occur, I will lose your business from my regular stock of businesses that I tend. Good, do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's>, uh,
2: <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, I don't know. Handball. Other than that. Um, I really like that Nagumo, you know, kind of just came in handily with a nice little plan to kind of go around the fact that Sakamoto didn't get accepted. It's almost as if he kind of like was, was in on the, either in on the decision or was just privy to it. You know, maybe he was kind of pulling some strings in the background or was just privy to it. But, um, definitely guy, he is definitely a sly guy. I don't know. I was kind of hoping that Shin would get at first like a solo arc for the most part. But um, Sakamoto going in there disguised as a woman definitely is. As his wife. Yeah, as his wife definitely is a hilarious subversion and twist that like I didn't even know that I wanted until uh, until I was given that. And uh, Yuto Suzuki, I think it was definitely pretty well done on their part.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
3: So, the thing that I want to discuss first is that Nagumo's appearance is very convenient. You know, he's he's always yeah. been a little bit like that. Very mercurial, kind of there, and Johnny on the spot, usually. Johnny on the um, spot. It makes you wonder if he is... Um, Uh, using using Sakamoto's desire to get into the JCC building as a sort of, like, cat's paw. Because mm. we know that Izuki wanted, you know, information, what? he wanted to know what the JCC knew about him so that he can, like, cover his tracks. He wants to lose his background. He wants to mythologize himself a little bit by lacking a, a permanent history. Mm-hmm. And so, and like we already had our director, member of the order, the film director being like a, a traitor for Slur and Azuki's organization. I wonder if he's the if he's the only one. If Azuki is also, you know, is his task to get see what they know about Azuki and get rid of it. And he's mm. allowing, you know, Sakamoto, giving Sakamoto the tools to get in there. Nagumo can make a disguise good enough to make Sakamoto look like his wife. That means. And Nagumo's had enough, uh, you know, been a master of disguise himself. What if he's just hiding there in the background, trying to get in and get the information while Sakamoto causes a, dist- a distraction? I think that's kind of where I'm leaning, but at the same time, Nagumo very much has this, um. Bleach. Bleach's Gin and like a little bit of Ahsoka, you know? There's that kind of like whimsical uh, really play it close to the vest. Whose side are you on anyway? I'm on my own side kind of energy.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I would definitely lean into what I was saying like and you like what we were saying. Um, Just the convenience of it and the fact that he has a plan right away. Maybe he was even in on it. As far as like Sakamoto getting failed, and then like gave him this plan as sort of a kind of leverage and for future situations, you know, like oh, I kind of I mm-hmm. kind of helped you out in that scenario, you know. What's so? What's up? You kind of owe me one, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Could be something like that down the line for sure. Um, as far as other shit i don't know i really like that we got the little bit of akira shine that we did this chapter um where she's kind of like running around the school as we're getting this like crazy exposition this narration on like how insanely dangerous like the jcc uh assassination training program is Mm -hmm. um and she's at first kind of thinking that she's like out of her league but then uh we get the little mini flashback and she kind of steals her resolve and um and focuses up, right? And then we, you know, to boot, that was really nice to see even by itself. And then to boot, we also get kind of a really badass scene where she like handily, easily disarms this this big, uh, this big fuck at the end of the chapter, and kind of uh impresses the teacher. I think that teacher, by the way, was like wild. He shot at her when she came in the fucking classroom. He's
3: <laughs> like no sneaking. Like <clears throat> you think this is uh, you know, kind of like. High school series hijinks, nah, dog. <laughs> like I got you. Yeah. Oh man, I really want <clears love throat> the kind of vibe. Um... I just, I just like the vibe of it. Like it reminds me. It like takes the idea of like um, recruiting processes for pre- prestigious. You know things like the, like the original Kingsman movies, right? Where yeah. they had to do all of the various tests. It made me think of that and like the stuff that you do for like with like the scuba environment and just like the training you do to be like an astronaut. And it's just like it makes me think of like, oh yeah, I need to learn physics so I can curve the bullets, wanted style, yeah, <laughs> or like that. It's just like all right, all right, but it's cool. I like I like the vibe and like it's it. it It screams being grounded in reality, but also, like, kind of, like, this is, you know, the adulterated version of normal, right? Like, I love that line on page 11 with the professor teaching his, like, class. He's like, who are you, a first year? Sorry, only third years can take poisoning classes. Just very matter-of-fact. Like, this is the way things are. right?
2: Yeah, that's definitely hilarious. Like, the thought of just an assassin... School, you know.
3: Mm-mm. A lecture hall. What's the tuition
2: there, dude? Lecture hall three. Oh my god, tuition's gotta be insane, bro. That's crazy. The tuition could be killer. Although, I don't know. <laughs> we haven't gotten anything on that. Maybe it's like they want assassins so bad if you're just if you're cold enough they just bring you in, you know, like we haven't gotten anything about how like Shin is gonna have to take out student loans or anything like that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think I mean, if I were running like an assassination classroom type campus or something like that, I'd be like, hey, we'll teach you. You have to front us, like, whoever your connections are, they have to front us a certain amount of things or promise a level of collateral, and then you can work off um like tuition by like donating a fourth or a third or a half of every kill commission that you make mm. and yeah you know, based off scale right yeah and then they're like alright cool you're you you you're free here's your collateral back well we won't as professional currency courtesy we won't touch like your family is your house your pets or whatever that you put up as collateral or something like that
2: right Interesting. Tuition for assassin school—that's crazy,
3: right? Like, I just think that's—I think that's the reasonable answer. Um, the janitor kind of makes me laugh on page eight. He's like, "Are you an armed young lady?" It's trait—if you're trying to be assassin, you should always carry a weapon. <laughs> just like a <laughs> you know, very kindly, like, matter-of-fact help, but it's just like you know that weird upside-down logic because they're you know in an assassin's world. Yeah, that is just crazy. Do you um, think that Sakamoto uh, interrupted on uh, page fifteen, sixteen? 16? Um, because Akira might be a, you know, potentially have, like, killed that guy, right? Like, the harm that he inflicted probably was, like, mildly preventative, because, like... She was going fast, and I was wondering if she was, like, going to just, like, punch him in the throat or something like that. I
2: mean, she disarms him and was about to hit him. I mean, maybe. Yeah, Sakamoto, either way, I think he knows it would look better if it was, like, a teacher kind of interfering in the situation. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? But uh, whether she was going to kill him or not, who knows? Man. But he for sure is going to think twice next time he's going to do some fuck shit. I'll tell you that much.
3: Absolutely. I'm expecting, um, on page 19, you can see Sakamoto has a pen in their breast pocket. And I'm just waiting for them to go, like, Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Batman Dark Knight, do something, just be like, pen at the throat, like, watch it. (laughs) I know they don't have, I know. Right into the eye socket. Whoa. I know he's got a code against killing, so I don't think it's going to be that extreme. But I do want to see, like, an office utensil being used to, like, I don't know, parry a sword or something. Oh, yeah.
2: We're going to definitely see him, like, using it in a knife stunt. fight or something. For sure.
3: Absolutely stunt on them.
2: Um, I don't know. As far as, I, just, uh, I guess, other shit... I like some of the art in this chapter a lot, like the Nagumo, you know, panel that we get on page three, where he's just kind of chilling there, lounging. He looks really tight in there. Some uh, Mm -hmm. some very cinematic. Some cool tones and lining in, like the pants and shit, just in the in his art. And then like the double spread that we get of the JCC on uh, six and seven. Yes, definitely some fine art there. Gorgeous. They've got planes.
3: It's it's basically the Denver airport combined with a prison. Mm-hmm. And an athletic field. The Pentagon wishes it could. Yeah. <laughs> it's massive. And then, um, dude. I love this.
2: Page 15, the Akira panels and shit. Really, really nice panels there, too. Action wise. And then oh, the uh, yeah. 16, the, blur, the Sakamoto punching. So yeah, the speed lines and shit. So fucking mm. good. Buddy had a quick stab. He wasn't, he's not he to be slept on, you know? Dude, Jumbo Tanishi. <laughs> Jumbo Tanishi. He probably is to be slept on.
4: <laughs>
2: I feel like you know guys uh... like this, guys like him, either always like just get shit on, or they have like a little redemption after their assholes for a little bit. Um, but who knows He's if he'll even? 30... Who knows if he'll even get that kind of focus? Or if he'll just be like a, a legit extra?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say because you really never know. And they might like start wearing like a more iconic you know thing. um I'm really interested in the kashibi s esque um instructor yeah, the teacher yeah, twelve yeah he reminds me of Kashibi because of just like how like stylized their faces.
2: he's definitely been through some shit, yeah like i'm I'm definitely uh did we get a name on this guy?
3: No, it just seems to be a professor.
2: Yeah, just we haven't got just a random professor or whatever, but I feel like he's going to be a you know kind of an important uh professor that we that we're f- get pretty familiar with here. I could be wrong, yeah. but I don't know.
3: Oh man. I so do I like just...
2: him. His style, like the look of him, you know, the scars. He looks really cool aesthetically obviously, and then his personality as well. Like I said when Akira comes kind of sneaking into the classroom late, he's just like You late, bitch? What you doing? <laughs> Get up here. Now you now you in the spot.
3: You're in front. Now you in the points. hot seat. Oh man, that was funny. Um I have like this funny little theory. So Nagumo might be doing this to like help Buzuki. Possibly to kind of infiltrate the the group on the Order's behalf. Being kind of a very slippery, two faced kind of person. Yeah. But, like, so he says, he's like, oh, where is it? Did, uh, so he says on page uh, 19, the disguise will only last 24 hours. So he puts that time limit, like, he has the time limit in there, and, like, that forces Sakamoto to, like, focus and, like, really try to do that thing. He says on page 18, huh, I better get going. And it's not maybe... Maybe it's just him being coy and, like, you know, fucking off. But, like, at the same time, he's like, oh, I gotta go, I've got a schedule to run. Uh, funny, because he's looking at a wrist that has no watch. Right. And that then... Is... So that might be a thing. But part of me was, like, wondering... Like, this guy's face is so stylized, right? In the, the professor. What if that's Nagumo pretending to, like, he's already intercepted the real prof- teacher. Has a thing. He's like, oh yeah, this is your, you know, teaching assistant. Alright, cool, I'm gonna do this. And then, like ins- in like, insert themselves once the commotion's been caused. So you think Nagumo's gonna, like, impersonate the teacher? I think he is the teacher in disguise. Damn. That's a possible theory. Don't hold me to that. Might be wrong, but if I'm right, hold me to that. That'd be tight. If that's true,
2: you maybe heard it here first. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Other than that, I feel like this wasn't, like, too chunky of a chapter. I don't really have anything else to talk about, I don't think. Um... Just kind of really excited to see where this little uh, mini training JCC infiltration art goes.
3: Hmm, man. Akira cool. I like her design. Uh, the only thing I have to say about the art is like on page... Uh, three, Nagumo, like, is visually outside of the box usually Mm -hmm. with his thinking and then also the fact that he's in dialogue and also visually looking down on sakamoto and i love that yeah
2: and then we get the comedy bit with sakamoto and him where he's like he was about to call me stupid like i'm about to fuck him up that's funny um but yeah no i think that's that's pretty much all i had for sakamoto days this week Mm mm-hmm well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into the second chapter of the night, Mission Yozakura Family, Chapter One Hundred and Thirty Three: The Yozakura Siblings versus Question Mark. And uh, right away, I love that we just start right off with this um, <clears throat> this beautiful color cover. Boom! Right away, just like Hitsuji Gondara just blesses us with a nice full color splash of all the family, all the gang. Just together works so well, especially in this time where we're getting these nice chapters like back to back of just good family teamwork, good family moments, wholesome shit, hard mm-hmm. shit, gritty shit, tough shit.
3: All that. Um, yeah. So I love that to start with. I love the the personalities coming through there, like Kengo being kind of lackadaisical, the now just seeming like, you know, kind of assessing a thing. Um, Shion, you know, focusing on her phone. Futaba and Kyoichiro just being kind of aloof. Mm-hmm. Our our Marimo brother, you know, just kind of like he's a Striver, right? Marimo,
2: didn't I didn't even think of that. That's crazy, dude. He is buff as shit too. That's funny that mm-hmm. he would be the Marimo.
3: Yeah these these Shinzo, you know, like, I like that he's kind of like, you know, he's a person that kind of reaches for things um, and I think that he and you know, Nanao are not probably like the most graceful um, members of the squad you know what I mean yeah, so I, the way they're kind of falling makes sense for me um, I like it, it reminds me of like the opening of like Digimon Try, a little bit <laughs> I feel what? it. Digimon, damn man, that's a throwback. Fuck.
2: Um, mm. Other than that, I guess.
3: What do you think of the little brother? The little brother?
2: Oh, brother. brother! Yeah, I don't, don't even brother. know. Like, I definitely think. Um, you know, I'm 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 with Mutsimi here, where I'm thinking, and you, I think, where I'm definitely thinking, Momo would be the type of person who would you know, transform his brother into a fucking some kind of fucking seminine swamp monster, you know what I mean? And have we gotten like
3: I just can't remember, like, do does Momo have a brother? Um I don't know. Um I believe he comes from like a similar like he's he's his generation's Tayo, right? Yeah, Where where he, you know, joins the family. So, like, nothing's been touched on his family and stuff, so, like, there's room for that. Or is it something like he's forcing the role of brother on him? Because, like, the stuff that he's been leading up to is, like, we're all going to play the role of a happy family kind of, like, sinister kind of thing. Like, playing dollhouse through dictatorship. So, Mm -hmm. like, I could totally see him foisting the role of, like, little brother. He's like, you look like, you remind me of my little brother. You are just my little brother now. And, like, you know, abducting people and making them swamp monsters. Right? That's crazy. I don't Um, know. Wouldn't put it past him. He's done a lot of bad shit. I wouldn't put it past him either, but
2: like, yeah, like, I mean, I think we're just going to have to kind of see what took, mm-hmm. just wait and see. Cause they're obviously going to kind of collect samples, probably do DNA testing on it. Like now is going to figure out like <clears throat> if it was a real person at one point and who it was and like, maybe trace, uh, trace things back to Momo's real family, you know, like his original, you know, real family who knows. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was a similar situation to tile. Like his family died. And what if he, like, exhumed his brother's corpse and turned him into this swamp monster or something?
3: Oh, man. Like, because he's like, you know, oh, so he might be <coughs> like, Omi, right? So, like, the ancestors were resurrected by Subomi. He doesn't want to deal with Tsubomi. He's betrayed her. He's stolen her abilities and power and some such. But he can't control, you know, the Yozakura bloodline the way the Subomi did. But because he has subomi's the the lying share of Subomi's powers and like a good amount of like manipulation over it, he might be able to control his own bloodline and like he's forcefully resurrected his brother who was dead mm-hmm. and is like it's basically like a zombie with like very limited intelligence
2: but like enhanced seminine healing capabilities
3: yeah it's more plant than person because you know right. the person was dead but he's got like something similar to what tsubomi has just not the same way you know it's corrupted layered through distortion of you know this particular host body that he is yeah that maybe not as skillful a little more brute force-ish that would be super um, wild none of the uh artist's care that Subomi had in you know reviving people right yeah people the that aren't actually of look like themselves line. and
2: shit These, this is just like shit like we were talking about like the a semenine swamp monster this is a mess <laughs> <laughs> that is dude um but I love that we get to see this really nice um Scene at the beginning where they're just kind of like settling this dispute on how to handle the situation through like a little game of rock, paper, scissors, you know. Uh, makes total sense that this is how a family would settle things like in the moment, especially like when you got to do things quick and just make a decision like, okay, fuck it. Just boop, boop, boop. Oh, you lost. And um, and it's also cool that we get even get to see like a nice little moment of delegation even. Mm-hmm. You know, a small one, but still from Mutsumi. Um, in her saying, um, page three, the middle panel or the middle dialogue bubble in the bottom panel. Now, now the results of rock, paper, scissors are absolute. If you, if if you scroll in, you can see in the bottom right of that dialogue bubble MU for Mutsumi. Yeah. Um, So, yeah cool little moment from her as well of delegation, you know, just show like how again, know that she's the leader like, of the Yozakura family.
3: And I was just like, I want a sample. And I think it's ironic that the thing sampled him first
2: on mm-hmm. page nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as we're going into like kind of the action portion of the chapter, I definitely think that it was really nice to see the family so like fluidly attacking and defending against the Mm seminary swamp monster while like calmly defending mutsumi from an onslaught of its attacks too and like Mm -hmm. she's literally just sitting there not worried about a thing i'm pretty sure she even has her eyes closed nope she has her eyes open i thought she was just badass sitting there just like you know sipping a cup of tea or some shit um
3: i i like the five man star defense circle that they've like established around her
2: yeah definitely and literally Shion literally still with the phone out, just like sh- 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 defending. Um I like yeah, the it was great also was that to that see
3: – what was that? You can see, like, on the top of page eight, nine, there's, yeah. like, electrical bursts coming out of her Out of her phone, actually. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really nice to see how, like, you know, like I said, how fluidly they did that and how, you know – perfectly they did that as well as how quickly they were able to kind of deduce what was going on with the swamp monster mm-hmm. and uh improvise a plan really quickly to like what said handle it as quickly and efficiently as possible because that's what she said at the end of the last chapter she was like handle this shit now quick and efficient and uh yeah,
3: yeah. i think it's funny that the previous chapter shinzo used his like metal morphing thing to create a large bat to attack the momo's little brother and then that's like on page four when it gets tired of waiting for them to like rock it's paper, like scissors. a fucking she... big
2: bat like a bonobo yeah
3: yeah and like just like a giant tetsubo kind of thing like spiked mace club great club or something like that and it's very similar in shape to what shinzo did to it so i think it's learning based on what it's experiencing so like yeah it might sandbag a bit but like you know it's learning from the attacks being put onto it you know like at least a rudimentary level that or it's Um, been
2: watching one piece and it thinks it's kaido when luffy got to the roof he's like hey (laughs) y'all are ignoring me we
3: bow yeah, I mean, take a look at, like, what Shinzo's doing with, like, his, like, on page, like, six, where he's, like, shooting it with multiple Ooh. projectiles, and then the thing following later, you know, how, buries itself in the ground, and then sends out roots, which would have, like, similar trajectories to those projectiles, and exactly. it's, like, it's yeah. learning a little bit of its attacks. Um. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's definitely learning, cause like it does the same thing that Shinzo did on page fourteen, fifteen. But you know, group has a countermeasure for that. It's it's like it's like rock paper scissors, right? Where it's like you get someone and you can psych themselves Psych them out. They're like, hey, I'm gonna throw rock, and then they'll yeah. be like, ooh, I need to throw paper, and you're like, I've been throwing rock mostly. They needed to throw paper. I'm gonna throw scissors, and then it becomes like that giant one-up game, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, how how f- headed is two-headed? You know, like. Yeah. Right. Um,
2: it was also really dope that we got to see like a little bit of a a nice Sheon moment this chapter, right, where she was able to. Um...
0: Imagine your new bathroom
1: absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
2: show diagnostic you know, able to identify five. through the effect that the the swamp monsters had uh attack had on the now when it hit him that it was like kind of absorbing seminine to sustain itself and like sustain its regenerative regenerative properties. Um mm-hmm. and also that it has like a mobile core within itself that is that they're gonna have to like separate if they want to like truly incapacitate it. So and then they obviously swiftly carry out a plan to like do so and uh and Futaba like blows this fucking thing away, bro so calmly and so crazy but that it was just great mm-hmm. to see the she on shine in this chapter i thought
3: oh absolutely um i thought it was nice that she and now also got that because like his own like his gimmick right like of the siblings his gimmick is probably like the least touched upon like they had the one scene where like you know he went to school and he was like using stabilizers and stuff to go to school, but like yep. they really haven't touched too much on it, so I'm glad that they're like, oh yeah, he has volatile cells. So the fact that this thing tried to drain that from him, it is, you know, suffering indigestion, it's slowing down, it's not doing well, and I like Ooh. that a lot. Um, I love the kind of like aim high, look like, like look high, get them while they're looking at not looking down kind of thing with Kengo and like the multiple futabas a bit above, yeah. To like really get to that point, I'm just like, I loved 1617, just whoom, just obliterates it. Did she even leave
2: samples for him? Like, it looks like it may be on the edges of this fucking big ass circle, but she absolutely just eviscerated this thing.
3: Yeah, she impacted it. I mean, there's what? some samples, see the top page of 17, and now and Shinzo are kind of observing, they're collecting the things. samples, yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing was way bigger than implied earlier, right? Because of the somonine injection, but, like, because of, like, paneling and stuff, it doesn't always seem like it's that big, but, like, to destroy the main body is, like, that's great. Um,
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Yeah, great, great panels, great art, great interactions with the family through this, like, first kind of three-quarters of the chapter. Love that. And then we get the uh, the bit with Mutsumi, obviously, kind of questioning the younger brother statement like we were at the beginning of things. But um, I guess moving into kind of the last part of the chapter here with Keoichiro and Tayo and Momo, like, you know, I and Futaba's, like, on it. She's, like, where they at? I'm on their heels. Um, but the fact that Kyoichiro kind of figured out that his threat infused with Tayo's flower extract um, and in turn Tayo's attacks will be able to damage Momo mm-hmm. has me so excited. Because just the prospect of these two working together in a fight as peers um, to take down an opponent, opponent as powerful like and as meaningful as Momo. Yeah, yeah. Definitely has, you know, a lot of weight behind it. Like the emotion they both have behind them in terms of the family and Mutsumi really has me hoping that this actually does kind of come to a resolution here with the two of them beating Momo together. Um But who knows kind of you know what what could happen. He could slip away. He's definitely a little a little slippery motherfucker. And he even has like teleportation abilities, right? He does, but, he does. Um but I, I would also even like if Like as they're delivering the final blow is when kind of like Mutsumi and the rest of the gang pull up. Not to be on like some peanut gallery shit. Just like maybe literally as they're kind of hitting them with the final blow, like the final interaction, they pull up just to see and witness that it is done, you know? Yeah. But uh, like I said, who knows what could happen? Momo could kind of slip away here again. Um, He is a slippery motherfucker
3: he really is uh you know i think that momo has been a little too confident and i think that like his like overweening pride in his capability and the sureness that he believes that his children will learn to love him again is going to be his undoing um i love this um you know sakura versus sasori type moment because like tayo's tayo's got it right he's a good kid he's got great abilities He's got he's got he's qualified. But I didn't think that he would be at the same level as as Momo and be kind of a detriment. And I like that Koichiro is bypassing that by saying, like, No, you're the key. You're the only one that can hit him without him turning into pedals and shit. I will make you fast enough. Right. Exactly. So I do like that kind of like balancing thing it gives the sense of a duel but like also a sense of teamwork yeah Tyler is a little f- bit out of his league here but
2: uh I think he mm-hmm. can
3: definitely hold his own at least a little bit you know mhm I'm waiting for Futaba to show up at the last minute to, to like deflect like a mortal blow like twit, like grab you know Momo's hands that are like a claw reaching out do this and like do like a major twist and like because he's all that got that weird biology his arm will like twist like three times corkscrewing around and just like still maintain and then yeah I want to see something like that because he's he's got that rubber band man like physiology going on just a little creepier a little more um I'm an elastic balloon full of meat kind of vibe that he gives off yeah, that'd
2: be that would definitely be wild. I don't know, that's yeah. It's some crazy shit is definitely about to go down in this fight. Um I wanna see Momo's tricks. I wanna see some of his some of his serious tricks as well, and I'm sure he might pull some out after he got clocked like this on page twenty twenty one, this double chapter. Oh absolutely to end the chapter, he hates like, Tayo.
3: I think he low key hates Tayo based on previous chapters where he's like he said, like, oh, I've always wanted to do this, so I could say things, you're not good enough for my daughter, that kind of thing. Like, he had that little aside, and I was just like, is that his true feelings there, hidden as a joke? I, hmm, hmm, hmm. Do you resent Tayo for being the you that life did not let you have? Like, you know, Mitsumi is alive, but your Rey isn't? Is that why you resent Tayo? Because you see yourself in him and that kind of thing? Um
2: and, you and see the, the fact better that you like you in him
3: yes exactly the the you that has everything you feel you deserve kind of thing and then also like the fact that like Kweichiro is working with him that you know the gang was willing to fight and defend him you know he hates Tayo because as like he's projecting onto him You'll Tayo's a stranger the stranger like the, the love of a family that he feels he's missing out on that he deserves you know, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's where he's gonna crack. I think he's gonna really unleash hell against Tayo. Come on, Hinge, bro. Through Dang. some resentment. I expect Momo to escape. But, yeah. I think because of his hubris, and the fact that they managed to like sneak a really good one on him, Futaba is dedicated, she's on the heels, the rest of the gang will be along the way. I think that he's going to escape, but... He leaves behind the heart. Mm. And so, like, the moment where it's, like, the heart is about to, like, it's the heart's in midair. It could possibly get destroyed. Momo's reaching out. He's also falling to the side. And the gang just, like, for that split saying is, like, what do we focus? Finishing off Momo or, like, saving what everyone, you know, presumes to be mom? And I think that they might have a hesitation because, like, Though their mom is the source, or at least um, part of Momo's motivation to harm a lot of people, their mother technically didn't do anything wrong, and might, you know, like, should... that, that Moments of hesitation, right? Like that moral quandary where they're like, oh, wait, we shouldn't let this get smashed. That's when Momo bounces it, And then he becomes extremely dedicated in getting the heart back.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
3: I don't know. That's, that's my prediction for the coming chapters, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see what's to come, but uh, I don't know. Other than that, I don't think I really had much else to say about this chapter. The art, obviously fantastic, pretty much all the way through with the action panels, you know, the swamp monster panels, um, and then obviously, like, the double spreads. Futaba blowing away the swamp monster, and then Tio punching Momo. I,
3: mean, I think 6-7 I think 6-7 was some of my favorite stuff where yeah. it was like still taking the impact and you could see like it dissipating like <laughs> the damage across itself and like then like
2: the missiles
3: and then like a cuttlefish or like a squid just whoo, you know shooting it's propelling itself
2: jet propulsion help. you know
3: what I mean I love weird alien creatures that do shit like that so some, for me some... I was just like yes Yeah, some fire art from Gondaira
2: this chapter here. But uh, I think that's about all I had for uh, Mission Yozakura family this week. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into Jujutsu Kaisen, chapter 187, Tokyo Number 2, Colony, Part 6. And um, to start off, I think just in general, one of my favorite things about this chapter is that just, like, Kashimo's extremely high adaptability and, like, um deductive level, right? Like, he is deducing Hakara's ability so quickly, it's shocking. Like, I mean, I know their mind is kind of flooded with all the information, but for me, if all this shit just came into my mind at once, I'd be like, whoa, what the fuck is this? What's going on, fucking Richie? What the hell? What, yo, whoa. But he's like... He's just like, bow, 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 bow. Okay, read di di And uh, yeah, he's putting all of it together and has a firm grasp on the ability in like nanoseconds, right? Seconds while he's thinking about it. While wow, we have to like reread every chapter that comes out for the past oh, few yeah. weeks, you know, and Hakari's been getting this exposition on his ability. We got to reread every chapter just to, to get like a menial
3: grasp on the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I- go ahead. I wonder if Kashimo, because of, like... I know that the brain has electrical currents running through it, and so, like, you know, firing of neurons and activation of neurons and stuff. I wonder if Kashimo, having, like, this, like, cursed trait of, like, infusing his, you know, body and attacks and, like, cursed energy with, like, this lightning-style attribute... Increases increases his brain capacity? is Is he basically, like using ele- his cursed energy to like speed up or like clock out his like uh, his processing capability and being like oh yeah I can process things at lightning fast because I'm constantly charged overclocked. up my- I'm overclocked all the time super fast through my you know cursed trait cursed uh, ener-
2: that would be a really cool twist on things I didn't even think about that because yeah had all his electricity kind of running through your body and like activating your neurons and shit like that and uh damn that's crazy to think about yeah like he overclocks his processor and his brain runs at a higher capacity than most people
3: he's like you're going slow speed you're going in slow motion compared to me like that's the way he's viewing the world he's like oh that's pretty good you know this the and he like takes in so much information so quickly and acts on it like decisively like that might be chalked up to just co- years and decades of combat experience as, you know, they touch on at the later parts of the chapter. But, like, Charles was just like, oh, what's this? Like, he couldn't even tell that you couldn't attack, like, apparitions. And kashima yeah. was like, no, 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 why would I attack the apparitions when I can just attack you? I know you're not immortal right now. Like, right. He goes straight for the body. The heart exactly. of the matter. Very decisive excellent like judgment and execution um
2: yeah and uh, also i really love that just the way the exposition on hakari's technique his ability and his domain has been like laid out <laughs> over multiple chapters right of hakari mm-hmm. just seeking out the smoke with multiple people we've been kind of getting like this this over overarching exposition on his technique through these fights. And um. I just think that that is like a really super well done. Exposition technique by Gay Gay. I think it's that's mm-hmm. very well done. But yeah. Um. Something else I really love is just like. Ov- the overall vibe from this fight. Right. Like there's a lot of. Big like machismo vibes. During this fight. And um it's coming across in all the art and all the dialogue especially with like Hakari's line about how a life of gambling always comes with risk I
4: love and then that. like
2: and then um and then Kashimo's line about <clears throat> how losers think right like versus how winners think is in terms of like what he's going to do to counteract Hakari's ability um and he's like i'm just going to kill you while you're unkillable fuck this shit i don't even care um So it's always nice to see these types of scraps where both combatants are, like, confident in their own abilities and their own, um, Mm -hmm. selves, while also kind of, like, putting that respect on their opponent's capabilities, their opponent's, you know, techniques and shit like that, not looking down on them. Kind of a true mano-a-mano, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder how this will go.
1: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top?
0: Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. I
3: love Hikari's, like, use of, like, the frame interactions. Like, you see them in, like, jackpot games all the time. It's like, if you click this when it pops up on the screen, you can, like, get a chance to, like, do things. So I like the idea that he's doing, like, I took damage. All right, here's my chance. I can pop that out.
2: Are you talking about the kind of, like, page, um, six page and six and, and like a little bit page, of um, yeah, page six and page fucking eight, right?
3: Yeah. And it's just, like, yeah. consecutive sequence. So Hikari's, it made me yeah, Hikari's,
2: think, like, domain is broken.
3: It reminds me of the, you know, the frames per second guy. The old dude that went mm, against Dagon. Nabito. The old, Nabito is Zenin. So, like, it makes me think of his thing and how... And then they had Ninalia and his whole thing about, like, you know, frames per second.
2: <clears throat> he was even faster
3: um, than Nalbito. Even faster, and then also Hikari, who's not moored in this, like, deeply traditional family. So his technique is unclouded from the influence of others, Mm -hmm. but, like, more true to his, like, raw, colorful personality. And it's still extremely modern, because he's like, I can still use the sequence in the frames that are occurring within this game yeah to negate damage and i was like i love that like
2: yeah we see him like displaying
3: this this
2: healing ability and this is outside of reverse curse technique like totally affiliated mm-hmm. with the actual domain domain um yeah this was definitely a little confusing for me i had to read this a few times the way it's explained is hakari is redoing one consecutive effect se- uh, sequence for private pure love train the probability of hitting the jackpot is over 20% on the first activation so it's a visual effect with high chances for that reason the risk of drawing a dud is greater during normal times so he usually doesn't use it unless he has the increased probability mm. so it's fairly that's easy to not. understand why he would only use it during the jackpot you know post jackpot scenario where he has the increased probability but yeah the part that's explaining or the part that's confusing to me is The part where it says um, he's redoing one consecutive effect sequence, right? So, does that mean he's. Does that mean that he's like resetting the events within a certain time frame within the current like scenario or sequence, the Richie scenario sequence? Yeah. Or is he starting a new (laughs) uh, Richie sequence or scenario entirely?
3: Well, I honestly don't. As much as I love like gambling manga, I don't know enough about the games themselves so if anyone's like more savvy in japanese gambling games like please let us know in the comments but my personal take on it is that he is basically started the gamble he had you know we assume that a a result was drawn in the background and then he was basically calling out like redraw and so damage that he suffered during the first hand is discarded And he's fresh with a new hand. Scores the, you know, the renewal Richie. Yeah. Which starts like, you know, the bonus scenario of whether or not it's like, you know, whatever percentage chance is going to happen where he's like, I made it to the bathroom. Thank God. Because I remember Potty Emergency when he first introduced against Charles.
2: Yeah. I think maybe it does start kind of a new scenario, a new Richie scenario or sequence because he doesn't get one until um, after the second kind of renewal or continuation.
4: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Yeah, like one starts at yeah. the beginning. Like we see all these, you know, page two and three double spread. We see kind of all the, you know, the avatars and shit popping off and then he hits the um, continuation on page six before any like scenario is announced and then another renewal on page eight and then right after that it's the Richie. Um, and he gets the, yeah. uh, the bathroom scenario.
3: So yeah, I think it either... because it's got to be the new hand. Increased in probability was the first hand. Mm. And that was signified by the continuous f- surroundings of confetti. He reduced the <coughs> probability by having a redraw. Which, well, because no, the, the, the confetti still goes on until he hits Renewal. So oh, yeah, the confetti pro- is kind of flying, yeah. So I think that the increased probability—it says it's twenty percent—which means each redraw should cost ten percent probability mm-hmm. to reach back to equilibrium, right? There's two of them, and if it's a twenty percent rething and it took two to take it down, math says ten percent is a cost, and then still gets the thing, manages to get the jackpot six six six, um, and they're just both beasts. I love it. Hell yeah. This fight was so macho. Um, he was Hikari's giving like big Toto vibes.
2: Yeah, he definitely is. I wonder if um Oh man. I wonder what's happening with Toto. Fuck man, I wonder if Hikari will be like the Machismo replacement for Toto within the squad. Fuck. I think he is. What if he loses his hand as well? That would be fucked up.
3: Man, Toto, boogie-woogie, man, damn. And I want to see something happen with Toto to come back in. And there's a thing that uh, is called... So did you know there's a a nickname for slot machines called the One-Armed Bandit? Damn, that's funny. So part of me was like, you know it would be kind of funny is if uh, Hikari lost an arm. Lost an arm and he was known as the (laughs) One-Armed Bandit. That'd be funny. (laughs) That would be fitting.
2: That could happen. He's
3: like, hey... He's like a life of gambling can't happen without some risk. You might as well, <sighs> you know. Yeah, that's.
2: Hmm, that would be interesting. I didn't that know that slot machines had anomaly. that nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only other thing I really had for this chapter, as far as like, <clears throat> I don't know. The last part of this chapter was just kind of really hella confusing for me at first. I don't know why Gay Gay uh, decided to include a flashback, even though it was it was like a, just a little mini like one double page, uh, you know. No, it was actually kind of like a four page flashback. But just like the fact that it had the fact that it had no black gutters or no indicator that we were really going into a flashback, otherwise, it just threw me off and. I put it together, obviously, it's not a huge deal, but I just don't know why there wasn't Black Gutters. We've seen flashbacks in JJK, even just little mini ones like this, with Black Gutters. So, I don't know, it was just confusing. Just kind of a weird choice on Gage's part, in my opinion. But, no real gripe other than that. I love the content of it, obviously. Um, But just weird.
3: I I do think it's interesting. It <clears throat> definitely you know breaks the norm that we've been working with. Um, I think it's a little interesting that like we have a lot of like Kenjaku and Kashimo like interactions, breaking the breaking the borders, right? So on, like, page oh, 19, yeah. Kashima is breaking the borders, like, I want to fight Sakuna, right? He's he's leaving his realms. Whereas, like, Ishigori was well within the gutters, even though he was, like, overlapped. He seems very contained, you know? You can see Kenjaku kind of overcoming, you know, like, the frames a little bit on page 16. We know that Kenjaku transcends its limits absolutely, um I don't know. I think that Kashimo might win this one. I don't know if Hikari is going to necessarily die, but I think he's going to like kind of win this one because on page 14, you can see a small like panel where it cuts to Hikari's eyes. You know, he's enclosed, but then Kashimo is like roaring over the page. I love the line turn up the volume because this is a funeral for the living. Like,
2: yeah, that is really tight. So, um, you think Akari could lose here?
3: I think he could. I think he could. Um Because unkillable doesn't mean unb, <coughs> right? And I like I like Hashimo's idea of like you may be unkillable, but I'll kill you anyway. And it it's it's makes tracks because he's you know from that he period where it's like you know everyone carries a blade everyone swings a blade you are either cut or not and yeah. that is the only options we have in life like
2: yeah definitely um so is... this is uh Ishigori Ryu in
3: I, yeah, I think so 18. because they talk about cannon. how he mm mm-hmm. Yeah. They said he had the greatest cursed energy output ever happened in Date Province. Yeah. Um. Plus his face, like, kind of the face and eyes, because he was talking about like Ishigori when he was talking about his past. He was saying like, "Hey, you know, I I lived the life of a warrior, and then I settled down with a woman, a good woman, and uh, lived out the rest of my days because he never met Kashimo.
2: Ooh. Like. Then
3: that's crazy. Um, what do you think of the what do you think of the implicate what do you think of the uh, flashback? Or at least the the backwards in time glance.
2: I like to see old Kashimo, you know. I like, I think it, you know, makes sense why he would kind of want to go along with Buddy's plan as far as furthering his own Thing to Coming fight Sakuna, especially yeah. since his body is clearly kind of was given out on him. We saw him coughing up the blood on page 18.
4: The, the old tuberculosis? Um, yeah.
2: And then, I don't know, Ishigori, as far as why he decided to do it when he was like living out his days and he looked like he was pretty much chilling, but I don't know. Like you said, he, he, never felt, he felt like he never got his dessert, so
3: exactly which he ended and up i eating. don't i think that uh kashimo's looking for his dessert as well the thing that makes me interested is that kenjaku's been playing such a long game yeah, that he's been setting game. up the he's been setting up the players since the he in period maybe even sooner mm-hmm. because he was from kenjaku's time he's like yeah i'm sorry that's from 600 years ago but i still feel like it's true and i'm like damn you've been doing this for how many hundreds of years and this is just the culmination like that's crazy to me that that's that's the framework that all the arcs that all the character sagas that we've come to like watch and love are hanging from that that's draping from this framework of this guy's millennial long plot
2: yeah that's fucking wild. Kenjaku was really playing the long game on some all-for-one shit. Been, oh my god.
3: Even better. I loved this flashback, like the double spread or pseudo double spread on sixteen seventeen. Did you have very? Fun? It reminded me of Vagabond. Mm. Like a Vagabond scene. Just the way it was done, feels like that still has gege gay gay style but like the overall vine felt like a vagabond i really appreciate um the him sitting on a stump and then further behind him is the giant like lightning bolt sundered tree yeah i was like yes love that
0: <laughs>
2: head split in half vertically and <clears throat> decapitated
3: man, he probably ran through them and just went, like, one swipe of of his hand and, like, cut through, like, two people and, like, the tree. Mm. So, like, he's got explosive power in that decrepit body, so I feel like as a young, fully rejuvenated you know, Kashimo, I feel like he has enough damage to be like, hey, how much is your immortality going to regenerate? Like, How much, like, how small a piece is too small for you to regenerate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a major question to have. Um. Yeah.
2: Or how big a piece, or what, like, is there a piece that's too crucial?
3: Yeah. If it destroys both your heart and your, like, brain in a single blow, and all that's left is, like, your, like elbows out and like most of your like waist down is that too little or too much to like regenerate from reverse technique
2: back like i don't know yeah the brain and the heart seems like it's over to me
3: what if it's like you know the body dies it gets regenerated but does the mind get regenerated in that way like does like does death cause amnesia to that thing, like, there's been lots of stories with, like, Wolverine and stuff where he's like, yeah, I, I'm a dude with amnesia, you know, I, I got, my damn brain got damaged, but now it's healed, I'm functional, but, like, you know, the grooves that were etched with memories are gone and got healed, so there's no memories on that thing, and there's just giant gaps. So then maybe, what is Hikari, like, does Hikari come back? And he only remembers, like, fragmented things, and he's like, why the fuck am I fighting?
1: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: That would be wild. What if he ends up like becoming buddy buddy with Kashimo because he did so much damage to the brain that like the cursed technique rejuvenation just like brings back. It's like that uh, Rocka Man song. I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh no, no, you know. <sighs> yeah. What is it? What is a person? Right? What the soul? Like the mind, the body? All three? Like I think that's asked, That's a question that's been asked several times within Jujutsu Kaisen. Hmm. Yeah. I mean
2: I'm inclined to say if you if the head and the heart get destroyed at once, like it's over. I don't know how, the, like, how the technique Kashimo's would, would feel that as fuck. One that's like the base of it, you know.
3: Yeah. I do like that Kashimo had one top knot in the past. And now that he's on his second run, he has two top mounts. I saw that too, yeah. I was like, that's hilarious. I love that. The back of his, the buns on his head looks like the hilt of a sword. Straight up. Yeah. He's got kind of like a little rectangular, like, almost like a electric socket. Like the prongs for uh, a plug-in. Mm-hmm. And then... His old one just seems more like a lightning rod by extension. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than that, I guess just again, kind of like art appreciation. Always, you know, see some fire mm-hmm. art from Gay Gay, especially in some of these action sequence panels, you know. We, uh, we always kind of commend their ability to just make things flow really well through the panels. Like, you can always follow the action that's happening really well with your eye, and just, it flows almost like you're watching it in the anime already.
3: Um, I appreciate but, that, like, Hikari is, like, Toto levels of sculpted. Mm-hmm. This is, like, very nice. He's, he's very cut, nice. He's cut for sure. And then, uh, we
2: the the show art also in, like, the bottom, in, like, page 11... Love the art on that panel when the uh when the ground is kind of coming back up and we're going back into the invincible phase. The cursed energy energy explosion on page twelve and fourteen from you know both of them.
3: Yeah, the both the big powering up of it. Yeah. Oh, and like man. you said,
2: this this double spread in the flashback is like crazy, like vagabond, berserk esque, like crazy mm-hmm. shit. And I feel like I don't know why, but I feel like this page nineteen panel of Kashimo, old Kashimo, was like had really sp- some TLC put into it.
3: I think so too. There's a lot of delicate line work, and it's a character whose hair isn't black. Like that's a lot more line work just to make. Yeah,
2: and like the lightning bolts around the uh, mm-hmm. around him, and just, like you said, the line work, and even his like kimono or cloak. Super fucking good.
3: staticky yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think the only thing I have to say is that because of what we talked about last episode, I've been having like Michael Jackson's "Smooth Criminal" play in my head every time he gets like starts the music. Hmm. <laughs> start the music. Yeah, when he yeah. hits like "Start the music," and it's just like. Duh, 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 duh. Smooth criminal.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. As that's shit. it for me. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I have for this chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Alrighty, well with that, I think we can go ahead and get into the last chapter of the night, chapter one thousand and fifty-two of One Piece: A New Morning. And uh, to start right off. We get this, you know, this color, or not this color cover, but um, this cover story, obviously. And I love the developments of the cover story. Yeah. I really hope that um, Caesar and Germa together maybe turn a new leaf and focus on science and inventions that would maybe benefit people instead of hurting them. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, redemption. I think I wouldn't even mind if Germa and Caesar kind of became a part of the Straw Hat Grand Fleet after some redemptive, you know, inventions or something like that. I think it could could offer some great comedic moments if Germa ever like came to help the Straw Hats out of a jam with with Sanji and them. They talk shit about, oh, you're finally, uh, you're finally, you're finally uh, on our level. You know what I'm saying? When they see that he's got the exoskeleton now or whatever, and he's like, "Fuck you! I never wanted this shit." Suck my dick. Take it back. Um, But yeah, no. I don't know. I, for a while, kind of thought low-key that Caesar might get a huge redemption and end up being on the crew, only because we don't have a Logia fruit user on the crew. Hmm. People thought I was crazy because, obviously, you know, the things he's done. But I was thinking, you know, maybe he could get a big redemption. But at this point, I really don't anymore. Um, Yeah. But I think maybe Grand
3: Fleet. Who knows? I mean, now, you know, Luffy's the Logia user. Um, Mythical zone, Yeah, he is. He, I mean, he's he's got the Nika Nika fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but just
2: to, you know, I love how this chapter kind of starts off in general. I love when we get these scenes of the Gorosei like, mm-hmm. reeling at the current Luffy events and kind of scrambling to figure out how they're going to cover it, right? um but what's the spin? but we what's finally the spin? get but we finally get even them saying that like something of this scale is impossible to cover the fall of two yanko in the same battle and the emergence of joy boy um it's just like it's impossible for them to cover right
3: mhm i mean they oh, say man. This themselves so i don't know the part that i thought was really interesting was like they're not opening open the the country. And then they're like, right. they must have changed tactics in response to the situation. Someone over there is very shrewd. Not. Nah, it's just Momo. Gut feeling. Not tactical. I like how they're just like, the Gorosei are so like, five brained. Like, like 20 steps ahead of people. And then are just like, you know, Momo's like, ah, you know what? gonna go against my father's wishes yeah i'm gonna keep I the think, place locked um, up well he said just for now right he
2: was like i'm not opening mm-hmm. up the country yet yeah. um but i'm yeah. glad that you brought the Gorose saying this up because i did want. i did have something on this the fact that they say this kind of gives us a, a low-key fact that um zunisha is highly integral to the opening up of wano somehow she has something explicitly like to do with it like, she has to be there to open up Wano. Only because they they, they asked her... Um, they asked them, you said that Zo is gone? Yeah. Over the Denden Mushi. Yes, sir, it just slipped away into the mist. So what was it doing? And right after that, the Gorosei says, then they are yeah. not opening up the country. Wano will remain an impregnable fortress, it seems. So that lets us know for sure that Zo... Um, Zo is integral in the opening up of Wano. Like they it it
4: hmm. it has
2: to be there. Um Zunisha has to be there, right? For that to happen. So that, that's not something that's hugely consequential, but that's just something that is interesting that we didn't really know before. Um that we do know now, right?
3: Hmm. I wonder what it is. Like all I can think of is like I remember the waters of Zo. I remember the, um, you know, the giant floods of uh, that that it could like shoot out. So, what if it's like does something like drinks up the waterfall, and therefore creates basically like a landmass that can be reachable, or like. Like, you know how like how a system can circulate in one way until it's, like, forced otherwise? What if it, like, drinks up and then shoots water a different way and reverses the current of, like, this weird self-sustaining um, waterfall and it becomes, like, a light, giant, like, water elevator? Uh, like, or something like that. I don't know, because, like, if Zoe is important then i feel like it's it's less of like a magical or like uh like symbolic reason it is because of like a brute force mechanical reason that can only be done because of its you know who it is yeah. what it is
2: cuz i mean she, like she steps on the center of wano and it's like mm-hmm. chunk 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 goes down into regular level or something cuz isn't it kind of like a tiered like it's the waterfalls and then like the main ocean and then it's the island right
3: yeah <clears throat> I don't know there's like a secondary well and it's just like maybe they drink the secondary well and stop the or sy- stop the cycle of the waterfall pol- I have no idea I'd like to find out I, I want to see mastodon based physics <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know as far as the robin thing goes that they're talking about right um... that guy's fucked I, I, I don't know. I kind of saw a lot of discourse on social media as to whether Robin is safe or whether she's like already been taken. As you know, we haven't seen her this chapter, right?
4: Oh.
2: Um, I personally don't believe at all that she has been taken already. Only because, like for one, it's been seven days since everything's been said and done right like it's been seven days since the battle's been done luffy and zoro have been knocked out they've been kind of like healing them doing their thing for seven days now there is absolutely no way in my opinion that robin has been gone for seven days and no one has noticed or said a thing like and she hasn't like she's you know if she's been leaving she's like oh i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go do that you know what i'm saying whatever i'm gonna go do you know maybe she doesn't even say explicitly but she would let somebody know she was leaving um and why and especially Sanji, right? I feel if Robin was even yeah. gone for a few hours without a reason, he he would be he would he would not be having that, you know what I'm saying? He would He'd be panic. he would be panicked. Like he's definitely got Hall of Fame awareness when it comes to Robin and and Nami and any female females that are around kind of um and secondly, I kind of think it would be like a little bit redundant to have like yet another rescue arc after the first Robin arc, after the Sanji arc, and yeah. Whole Cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know I don't know. I think I think Ennis Lobby and Whole Cake serve their purpose as well, and I don't think it. I don't think I'd really it's like to horse. see another Robin rescue arc, as one of the few last arcs that we have in the final saga of One Piece coming up. Um. We already got all the development from, you know, her character and Sanji's characters through the rescue arcs that we got from them in terms of, like, ambition and just their characters overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would really be no point to it other than to be like, oh, Robin's <laughs> gone. Oh, we got to get her back. Oh, my God. Oh, Yeah, you know? they don't so seem it's like they're like, at all. I don't know. And they don't seem panicky at all. Nobody's tripping. Nobody said anything about it. Somebody definitely would have noticed if she's been gone for like, you know, hours, you know, day, a day, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. like what? Come on now. Especially I think she's definitely like just off. Too. I think she's definitely just off like looking for slash reading um Wano slash Kaido's Poneglyphs. You know what I mean?
3: I think so too. She might be spending all that time, you know, translating. Hmm. I like that. Um,
2: um, quick one. Yeah. On page three, at the bottom panels, we get somebody like cutting into the Dendamushi call between the Gorosei and CP Zero, right? Yeah. Because it kind of goes, <laughs> the signal's being jammed. Uh, I mean, it says, "Hang on, you guys." And is that CP Zero guy that's saying, "Who, who are you?"
3: I think so too. I or at least maybe the agent. That's, it's A, it's the little, like, little G Yeah, and,
2: and then, uh, just wait where you are, I'll be right there. So, was that green, like, after the, after the end of the chapter, I thought, like, is that Green Bull that intercepted, or kind of, uh, infiltrated that call and said, where are you guys at? I don't know. Because yeah, at the end, we like... obviously, like, get the Green Bull thing where he's kind of flying around, which we'll talk about, you know, later down the line, obviously, or whatever, but,
4: mm.
2: um... I kind of, I kind of assumed after the end of the chapter that that was Green Bull saying, "Like I'll be right there." You heard it first here, folks. Um, But what if it's like Rob Lucci? Now that I'm thinking of it, ooh, I feel like. But but why would he then say, "Who who are you?" Because Rob Lucci's in CP Zero.
3: Yeah, but like, you look at the 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 face, like the zoom in of the face where. um he's silent the mask guy is silent and he might like hear you know rob lucci's voice he knows who it is but like the other agents are probably like lower priority and don't have like direct contact with him and wouldn't know his voice yeah um so this might be like uh a uh, unauthorized internal affair for the CP zero units.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I guess the, the dialogue bubble that says, who are you does look more similar to the dialogue bubble that we get from like the random fucko agent, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the dialogue bubble that we get from the CP zero mask guy, um, in the middle where it's kind of like an excited one with the, with the jagged outline. Um, Yeah,
3: because there's even the twin tails to the to Mm -hmm. the voice Mm -hmm. bubbles, and I was just like, I think, I think that's the big that seals the deal.
2: So yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought after the end of the chapter, like I said, that that was Green Bull on the Denden Mushi with CP Zero, um, kind of infiltrating the call between the Gorosei and them. But could be someone else. Could be Rob Lucci. Could be someone else entirely that we don't even that we haven't even thought of. Um, but it just that was kind of hmm interesting yeah
3: me. green bowl's a good idea i personally like the idea of rob lucci but that's just mostly because i still think that like he was so it felt he felt so pivotal and i felt like after Eddie's lobby he didn't get a lot of time to shine but then there's like all these little side stories and like occasional references to him of like being stronger again, healing from his wounds, that kind of thing. So I kind of want him to, like, come back and be, like, the world government's, like, last stand at containing, you know, Joy Boy, and have, like, that rematch with Luffy. That's just me. That's just, like, one of the things that I like from this, uh, this series. I like rivalries a lot, but you know, you're not always gonna get that stuff, especially in a series as expansive as this, like different pairings might be, you know, more potent at different times. And we're nearing the end. So, like, what, like, I imagine Oda's, like, had dozens of options that he's just been like, you know what, this isn't, like, what I wanted. Or maybe he's been having it planned for as long as we've been reading. It's like, because, like, for a series this long, you think you'd have the the ending mapped out well before you get there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, which he has know. said that
2: he does, but, you know, um, he also has said he's kind of changed a lot of shit, which apparently during the, one, the month-long break of One Piece here coming up, we're actually going to get, maybe on a weekly release, um, different just artists, arts and sketches that Oda has scrapped, you know, over time. Nice. Which is pretty going to be pretty cool to see. Um, but I guess moving kind of along in the chapter... The death scene, Hawkins' death scene,
3: dude. First I loved of Hawkins' character—he was. Cool.
2: I know, right? Hawkins was really tight, but like, they've just left him here for seven days now. These motherfuckers—they've just been in the in the castle for seven days, or was this like prior? This was prior to the seventh day uh, narration box, but
3: I think this is at the very last. This is the first day, right? Like when Kaido is doing it because it's like it just feels like like the air is darker it could still be like you know the dissipating storm you can see like onigashima kind of in the foreground it just feels like very recent um i think this is basically like the aftermath like the closing of a chapter and then bam page six time skip
2: yeah and we do get, like, obviously, kind of the time-passing panels when Hawkins dies, too. And then into the seventh day. So, yeah, I think some days probably went by. You're right. hmm <laughs> um, But in terms of, like, the actual scene... <coughs> sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> um, in terms of the actual scene, I thought it was really good. Really humanizing. Hawkins, mm-hmm. like, saying in his final, final moments that he basically knew that his side and the beast pirates were going to lose. Yeah. But that he couldn't go back on his like decision as a man um and suck up to Kid and Luffy's alliance and shit. Um and be like, "Oh, let me mm-hmm. come fight with you guys, we're about to lose." Um that he basically had to lie in the in the bed that he had made, right? Yeah. And live with the results. Funny that he was saying it to somebody who like did the exact opposite in the same situation even though Drake had kind of some a unique um, scenario, impetus. I guess, or situation, impetus yeah. to it, where he had, like, a completely separate objective that he was trying to achieve, but um, based on that, I think I maybe would have liked to see some some dialogue from Drake to him about how it's never too late to change your course or redeem yourself, you know, um, that the, more, the most important thing is to, like, the furtherance of your dream, your goal, and to live freely, you know, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I think Except even without child that, child. the scene really okay. did well and served its purpose. It was a really nice scene, and it uh, was a really powerful moment in for our final moment for basil Hawkins and uh if if he in fact doesn't survive and even if by some weird one piece esque shit that you know he doesn't die um I don't think it'll take anything away from the moment you know people might argue differently people hate when people don't die in one piece, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that him not dying in this situation would take anything away from the, the lesson. Worst. The lesson that he learned in yeah. this, you know, I think he still learns that lesson even if he doesn't die. Um, he's paid
3: his penance through the suffering that he's experienced. Like, he's like, yeah, I sided with bad guys. Like, we caused a lot of suffering. I, you know, took real harm for that. And like, I, maybe. Because we don't know if Drake is going to die there either. What if Drake, like, you know, manages to, like, resuscitate him, stabilize him? Like, this is the 1% chance?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it could be the 1%. You know what I'm saying? There was always that 1%. He said it himself. And if anybody can get that 1%, Chokpa-san. I'll stand by this. This is off-topic, nothing to do with the chapter, but... And I'll stand on this hill. Chopper is, as far as we know, the best doctor in One Piece. Because he yeah. was he was born on the island that is quoted, you know, as to be the best doctors in One Piece live the on the island. The of, Mecca of medicine. The Mecca of Medicine. He learned from Dr. Kareha, who was the best doctor on that island by far, and then you know, learned everything he did she had to know. All right, and had to teach him and then he went out into the world and has learned more shit like we saw post time skip he was learning more or, you know during the time skip he was learning more shit throughout his journey he's learned more shit so he now is, knows more than even Kareha as far as we know Chopper is the best doctor in one piece you know and I'll stand on that hill prove me wrong yeah you know what I'm saying prove me wrong in the comments if you want to but anyways off topic sorry <laughs> good luck sorry to get a little tangential there but uh,
3: no yeah. worries I th- honestly agree with you I think doctor like chopper is you know top doc um did you ever um read any of um wait or watch
2: can you hold that thought for a second i'll say yeah, this yeah, just yeah. as a tail end of that argument as far as medicinal ability law because of his ability is the best surgeon in one piece but as far as medical knowledge chopper is the best you know what i'm saying law is the best surgeon Marco is the best healer, right? Uh, Chopper? Chopper? No, Marco, because of his ability. Oh. He has regenerative properties, you know, he can kind of heal people minorly. But even he himself said, you know, I can, I can like kind of make your knee not sore for a little bit, but it's going to go back to being sore, you know what I'm saying? So Marco's best healer, Law's best surgeon, as far as medical knowledge and like healing practice goes chopper is the best doctor in one piece as far as we know anyways sorry continue with your thought i hate to interrupt you and kind of like but i just need to no detail worries. in that because i know people in the comments are gonna be like
3: nah, anyways you know gotta you know i have to be accurate that's the point of the internet no, <laughs> no,
2: no, no. <laughs> you gotta you gotta like you know i can't sure just you know, be right I p's and q's exactly you know what i'm saying p's
3: and I... fucking q's I need to be technically right. The best (laughs) form of correct. No, no, no. Never. Um, A Rail. It was uh, a series, like, around the DBZ time, like, Dragon Ball time. Same same author. Um, Did you ever hear about it? There was a guy named Dr. Slump, and he built, like, this, like, wacky, you know, hijink robot daughter that was super strong and super fast. Her name was A Rail she had a deal with a guy that was called Superman mm-hmm. and he had like a Clark Kent-esque identity and his name was Superman, which was like supposed to be sour. So he was basically just this buff dude with chiseled jawline line in like spandex that like sucked lemons and had a sour puckered face. And he really didn't actually fix anything. He was a very tuxedo mask, you know, I'm here. You've done nothing. I'm gone. Kind of character but his face reminds me of the teacher on the bottom right of page six. Just straight up, that's his face. Mm. That's funny as far. Clark Kent, Superman Arrayo character. Let that's me know weird. if you agree in the comments, please. I, I swear, I'm not crazy, or maybe I am and I'm entertaining, but like... <sighs> Either way. Um, I guess as
2: long as you brought the teacher up as I do really love the wholesome scenes kind of that we get, um, mm-hmm. of the reforming of Wano, the reeducation of its children and like the reforming of, of its society and its infrastructure. Um, a scene like definitely a scene like this definitely serves well in a situation like this, where you have like a country that's been under 20 plus years of, of oppression and indoctrination. Yeah. 20 um, years. so i really love to see all the moments there and yeah that was that was pretty good
3: yeah no you definitely see um education fail in societies that are not made to last or to like cultivate anything um you know collapsing education or lack of education access to education is usually a sign of a a poorly run country so i like that their their first initiative is like Hey, we're going to educate the kids. We're going to educate them on how we got a country and that it's important and we should build, invest in, like, this sense of community, that kind of thing, so that we can rebuild. Because those kids are going to have to be motivated to, like, make the world better. And, like, yeah. they're getting the carrot as well. Like, they're getting, like, that unlimited access to water. Like, getting the, the basic human right of food and water. Like... Right. Which they've been denied for the last 20
2: years. That's just fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that really surprised me about these scenes, though, like, these kind of like, six, seven um, scenes is just the spreading of the information, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that Joy Boy is already spreading around really fast, right? Like, only because Mm -hmm. I feel like we only saw... Kaido refer to Luffy as that like offhandedly maybe um which I don't know it's just confusing to me maybe Yamato and Momo are kind of the root of it because they have Odin's journal and they've read about kind of everything that was in there and he he wrote about the, wor- the history of the world and the truth of it um so they could be the root of it like I said but it was just a little jarring to me that it was already kind of like common knowledge above, among the common populace of wano that you know oh i heard he's a warrior by the name of joy boy you know apparently he's you know left the country um a hero rivaled only by the god of the blade you know like i don't know it's just a little it's like
3: okay so you're like this old secret knowledge housed some widespread amongst the populace when only
2: when only kaido during their fight was like oh you, you think you're joy boy da 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 you know
3: I think it's actually because of the, the animal pirates, right? Like they, the Kaido's crew. I believe it's because of Kaido's crew because King, <coughs> like, had, then a flashback, they had King and Kaido talking. It's like, oh yeah, I believe Joy Boy will be the man to beat me. And then King is like, oh, no person, such a person exists. And I bet that kind of talk circulated within, you know, the the animal pirates and uh that because they lost and they basically got to surrender, you know, they may not know Luffy's name because why would they care? They're the crew of a Yonko. You know, why are they going to pay attention to just random nobodies? Uh-huh. But they'll be like and but they'll have the idea, you know, the only person that can defeat Kaido is Joy Boy. So that's what they say. They're like, hey, you know, Kaido got defeated by Joy Boy. And I feel like that might be how it might be spread. Because Hmm. they'd be all over the place. Yeah. And they'd have money. They would have things that they could sell and travel as they, you know, go to escape or hide within the the community and, like, it's gonna come up. People are gonna immediately be talking about, you know, who killed Kaido? Who defeated Kaido? And, like, If they're prideful, because, like, they had this moment in the previous chapter where Yamato's, like, stop fighting. And they're, like, what are you talking about? You know, you think we're going to just stop? We're the, you know, we're the crew of a Yonko. You know, they have pride. So I think that they would definitely perpetuate the idea that, oh, no, they got defeated by Joy Boy. Because, like, anything less would look really bad to them.
2: Yeah. Um... Well, along those lines, I guess, do you think his bounty poster will say, like, Joy Boy now instead of Monkey D. Luffy? Or do you think it'll be, like, Monkey D. Luffy and then Joy Boy underneath or something?
3: A.K.A. Joy Boy. I would love to see an A.K.A. under, like, Luffy's wanted poster. Because, like, alias is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I wonder, um... let me I want to look up the One Piece, uh, like, Zoro's bounty poster and see if it's on his... It's still pirate um, hunter, right? On yeah, it's still pirate hunter. Zoro bounty poster. Um, images. Nah, yeah, see, see, it just says Rororo Roronoa Zoro. Um, doesn't say the pirate hunter on there, so I don't know. Anyways, not, not, like, a huge deal.
4: But, I like, um, I think
3: it's still a pertinent question, because then, like, does that mean that they are going to acknowledge, like, is the world, would the world government acknowledge Luffy as Joy Boy? Like, wouldn't that be, like, a huge concession of, like, Well, they authenticity? already have, right?
2: Like, uh, at the beginning of the chapter, you know, uh, first thing they say is, Sonika has finally descended upon the world.
3: Yeah, but, like, I don't think that the Gorosei would, like, ever admit it. You know what I mean? hmm They'd be like, oh, Nika's there. We're going to act with the knowledge of that. But we're not going to publicly point someone out and say, that's Nika. That's Joy Boy. Have fun with that knowledge. Like, no, that'd be like, you know, saying, invest in Google now. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 40 years ago. Yeah. Um... Hmm. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's that kind of thing. Um,
2: pages 8 and 9 for me, I really liked a lot. Um, them talking about, you know, burying Lord Odin in a, in a really nice spot with everybody around him. Yasue, Ashura, Izo, you know, rest in peace to all the, all the mm-hmm. motherfuckers that fell in the, in the battle and in the effort um, culminating to the battle. Uh, we get Onimaru reunited with uh, with Kawamatsu
4: mm-hmm.
2: and Marco you know he's like man for some reason I'm still here I'm still here kicking um, but yeah I don't know those were some really nice scenes to see and then I really love seeing the the scene this had me dying when Hiyori drop kicks Momonosuke in the face like, like she used to letting him know hmm. that Luffy and Zoro were finally awake yeah, that had me screaming. I love these these interactions, you know, just super, super, you know, super nice. And then, you know, I guess going into a similar part of the chapter with the straw hats, um, I think everybody does, but I always love these hilarious and wholesome, you know, straw hat interactions that we get in chapters like these. Um, this like is some 10, of the content. 10, some, this is some of the content that I look forward to most in One Piece. These genuine interactions between the characters that we that we love so much, that we spent so much time with, and that we love to watch interact with each other, um, always love these after party arc, or after after arc party arcs where everybody's just kind of chilling, interacting, vibing, you know, hanging out.
3: Yeah, I like Sanji and Brooke, like making fun of Momo for getting beaten up now that he's not, like, a cuddly little kid. I
2: know, right? That shit had me dead. They're
3: so petty. I love them.
2: And I also loved Zoro and Luffy, um, both trying to, like, scrap with Momonosuke now that he's older. Like, oh, are you, how are you going to take a punch now,
4: huh?
2: Zoro, like, that shit had me dead, too. Um, and Zoro, um, when he wakes up, He's like, "Oh, I'm not that dirty," and he like, "I've been giving you sponge baths while you sleep." And Sanji's like, nah! <laughs> "Fucking goes goes crazy," Pettiest and then they start scrapping yeah. because Zora yeah. remembers that Sanji, you know, said to kill kill him if he wasn't acting right.
3: Oh my god, just so hilarious! <clears throat> oh man, <clears throat> I mean, that's definitely kind of like uh... what's the phrase? A comedy of errors moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're both working with their limited perspectives and, like, having that moment. Yeah. I and we got, uh,
2: we got this Yamato shit where, you know, he's like, yeah, man, I've been praying and not eating or bathing for, like, a week now. I'm glad that you guys finally woke up. And, uh, they're like, um... They're like, oh, what a nice person and shit. You know, That's she's some just penitent shit. They're just getting, they're they're just getting their own little nice uh, straw hat interactions. And you know, I don't want to touch too. I don't want to go into this too much because it's been touched on on social media. It's like beating a dead horse. But like, you know, bottom left panel of page thirteen. Bath scene in the following page. You know, Yamato again says like, oh, I can't come to the woman's bath. You know, there's no mixed baths. And I'm then a dude. He's in the men's bath with the rest of the gang. So like, I don't no want. I don't want to go too, too deeply he's into a child, that. Oh, so. yeah, I don't want to go too deeply into that. Like I said, but like, it's there in black and white. Just yeah,
3: Knox has definitely made their yeah. opinions plainly felt on social media. Like
2: yeah, I mean, it's there, black and white. Like I said, like it, what, what the fuck is the point in arguing about it at this point? Like it's a fictional in the character. Men's bath. Yeah, just yeah. fucking, I don't know. Just, just leave it alone. Anyways, um, they can transform into a wolf. Come
3: on, <laughs> like, right? It's yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Wild. Um, there's a skeleton with an afro. You know, sexual diversity is somehow too crazy. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, uh, I'm just happy that like that Yamato thing. is. I do like that Yamato is like a like um a nice direction for. Like gender diversity and stuff, because, like, for a long time we had like Tubon Clay and like O'Kama Kingdom and Impel Down. And let's be honest, they're not the most like flattering representations, exactly. So, like, you know what? Ode has been doing this for a long time and he's like adapted and like grown throughout, he's taken steps. taking steps and so you know what like you guys like people that like really but heard about Yamato and they're like you know gender identity Oda got over it like why can't you that's it, it. Just <clears throat> yeah that's all I got on that issue um
1: yeah, I love really, that
3: it's very very affirming and like it's pride month fuck it let's go like, yeah it is pride
2: month let's go Um, But yeah, really wholesome bath scene, as always, you know, after our uh, bath scene, Sanji and Brooke like, yo,
3: titties, oh my god,
2: Um, but (laughs) I digress.
3: Yeah, Um, they're a little shallow, it's all good.
2: Funny, funny, uh, funny dialogue from Otama, you know, I hope I grow up to be this bewitching looking at Nami's boobs like Jesus that's why. Yeah,
3: I'm... it's a little fan service. I think it's funny to see Carrot and Ro- Horselina in the background just chilling.
2: Yeah, Carrot and Horselina chilling out. Otoko. Yeah. Ah, this is nice. Ah ah ah. Um but yeah, this is the scene, you know, we don't see Robin in. We see Okiko, we see Okiku and uh, Hiori chilling all the all mm-hmm. the game. Um, yeah. And then I we obviously really... see like
3: Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, if uh, keep focusing on the, the, the bath scene. I'll have a follow-up afterwards.
2: Well, I was I was going to actually move away from the bath scene into kind of like the ship scene afterwards. I just thought Perfect. it was cool to I see... I love the
3: three ships lined up.
2: Yeah, I love the three ships lined up, and I also thought it was really cool to see that, like... I think... Maybe not, I could be wrong, but I think uh, Frankie... is... has been just helping out. I don't know. Maybe the, the scan... Um. Dialogue that I saw afterwards that I read was more mm-hmm. indicative that they kind of had all been helping out with repairing all the ships. But I guess this, this, um, you know, the translation from the official is more indicative like they're like, oh, back in shape at last. Oh, no, because Usop says they should be good to sail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were kind of all helping out with each yeah. other's ships, which is cool to see. Um, and then they're all geeking out over the robots and shit. Even Killer and, uh, who is that? Is that Heat in the background? Beppo. What? Oh, no, I yeah, Beppo, be. Beppo I Killer, got and is that Heat in the background? that well, looks like it. That's one of Kill. Uh, that's one of kids' crew, but I can't remember if it's Heat or somebody, I don't know. We get a couple of kids' crew there, I think, yeah, to the left of Killer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all, you know, like Law said, if you're a man, you think robots are cool. There's no help in it. Um...
3: Max, 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 Max. Uh, I like that that number survived. To be honest, yeah. The the Waluigi. The Waluigi kind of number. Guy, I thought it was hilarious
2: that Apu came um came out of nowhere at the end of the chapter with one of the numbers, just talking shit like, "Oh, I wonder how the information got spread." And they're all like, they're all like, "Bro, it was obviously you." You know what I mean? Fucking so um,
3: transparent.
2: Right. As far as the information he's bringing with him, I'm like very, very, very much on the edge of my seat to find out, obviously, as everybody is right. The new bounties, mm-hmm. who's going to be the new Yonko, like how the power structure is going to pan out, all that. Um, and I'm also wondering how you how you feel about it, you know, how you think it'll play out. Right. Personally, I think it could play out one of a few ways. Now obviously any scenario will have Luffy I think being a main yonko, a main emperor being that um he's Joy Boy. The, the World Government has recognized this. Um he is the main character, right? <laughs> and yeah. he, you know, most likely got credit for taking Kaido down, you know, quote unquote, I'll put the quote, I'll put the air quotes, solo, right? 1v1. Yeah. Um so number one, I think it could be that Luffy takes one open Yonko spot, and either Kid or Law take the other, depending on how much credit they got for what went down with Big Mom, right? Um, Ooh. All three. Number two, all three are acknowledged as emperors, and they all get a spot based on the idea that the you know newspaper slash world government kind of already acknowledged Luffy as the fifth emperor and um effectively expanded it to kind of a Goko or five Emperor system right um, so that could be another possibility who knows now number three and this is kind of something that I saw discussed on social media is what if Luffy takes kaido's spot being that he you know most likely got the credit for taking kaido down 1v1. He's Joy Boy, all that. He's the main character. Um, and then Katakuri takes Big Mom's spot as the, you know, the fourth emperor, being that he already has access and and full control over all her armies and her kingdom and all that. He's Mm -hmm. already deemed a very powerful individual himself, right? Mm -hmm. Um... The only thing is that he obviously wouldn't have the homies. He wouldn't have, you know, he's not Big Mom herself. um, And they wouldn't have her fruit. But I think something like that's definitely possible. Being, you know, that he already has the access to all that, like I said. Um, And I, I don't know. I think I'm just excited to see how things play out. I think any one of these options I'm open to. But... Absolutely. We'll just we'll just, we'll just um, have to see how things play out. But I mean, what do you think? How, how do you think?
3: Hearing your hearing your theories, I think the fact that there's three there's three of them, and with Katakuri you know, four different options for the two replacement Yonko,
2: um, and maybe Marco. Marco could be kind of in the hat as well, but he also wasn't really in the running. He could have been. Um, yeah, that was an argument. Like I heard people say on social media, like if Katakuri could have been one, why hasn't Marco been one already? But
3: yeah. I don't know. They they might not want to, but the thing is, like, being a Yonko is a level of prestige and requires, like, acknowledgement from the world government. If they don't want to acknowledge you, right, if they don't want you to be seen as, like, worthy of the respect that a Yonko title thinks, what if they purposely snub Luffy by making, like, Kid and Katakuri... The new Yonkos, because Ooh. Kid would be like, they defeated Big Mom, and Katakure was strong enough, just never chose to. They wouldn't choose Law, because he's serving under Luffy, and they wouldn't choose Luffy, because that would definitely mean acknowledging him and, like, like admitting that he's strong enough, you know? They want to, like, diminish his public image as much as possible. Ooh. So I feel like that's what the official news is going to... The official, you know, review is. And then they'll be, like, you know, still boosting up bounties up to an insane amount.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, as far as the bounties, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I think Luffy's... Theories have been that at the end of the story, his bounty will be the... 5 billion, 560 million because of the Gomu Gomu 5-6, you know, like he'll be, you know, the five, he'll he'll have that because Oda plays with number themes in a lot of his, you know, a lot of the themes in the stories and also within the Straw Hats. In the Straw Hats, all of their fruits are the combinations of the, of a Japanese pronunciation of two different numbers from the, from one through 10, Right. Luffy's hmm. is five six, and I can't remember the other ones. And there would—that's why there was theories for a long time about why um, there would be another devil fruit user in the Straw Hats, because there was two missing. Right, there was one set missing. Um,
3: oh, one pair of numbers got it.
2: Yes, and I think Kuma's was was the set, and that. so that's why people thought maybe Frankie would get Kuma's fruit or some crazy shit. I would—I'm—I'm I'm inclined now to check. Uh, what Yamato's is.
3: Uh, if they had the, like, Okami dog spirit. They basically became, like, a winter wolf that could, like, breathe out glacializing, like, freezing breath. Because they did it against the bombs. They were, like, a guardian spirit zone type. Yeah. Um.
2: But as far as the... The... The bounties go, like I said, I think they're all probably going to be, you know, one bill plus two bill, possibly. Luffy's already at 1.5 bill, so he'll probably go, you know, above two bill, right, for sure, in my opinion. I don't want to say he'll go like four bill or anything like that. It's possible because he beat somebody with that big a bounty, but Mm -hmm. um, who knows what'll happen. I think they're all definitely getting above a bill as far as the main captains go um as far as like sanji and luffy's out. or as far as like you know zoro sanji um killer the 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 second kind of level down of feats within the fight i think they'll probably all get around a bill too you know high high 100,000 ones you know 980,000 or 980 million or a bill around something like that you know i don't know what what do you think
3: You know, I... I feel like Oda will choose numbers based off, like, impact. I think breaking a bill would feel really good going into this last arc. Because, like, a billion dollars is, like, a stupid amount of money. Like, have you ever seen those, like, rice counting things? They're like, uh, a grain of rice is, like, a hundred dollars, and, like, here's what a billion dollars looks like and converted to rice. And I was just like, damn. So, like... I don't know if it would ever get past that. Uh, I think um, the numbers would stop having meaning. So I don't think it's like any like. But I like your theory on like the whole number affinity, fifty-six kind of stuff.
2: Um, yeah, I mean the only there was just theories kind of that I bought into as well that he, he by the end of the story he would have a higher bounty than Roger and that would also be the five six thing within it, which the five billion five hundred and sixty million would be higher than Rogers and also have that, so Yeah. That's
3: the only reason I kinda bought into that. I think what's gonna happen is the Admiral and that CP0 big mask guy are going to attack Udon. And it's gonna be chaotic. And like the pirates will already be suspicious of each other because You know, Law and Kid, were both like, you know, stay on guard. And I think there's going to be some initial confusion, and that's where they're going to try to get Robin. Or like, they'll have to race from the port to the Ponoglyph where she's been researching. I feel like that's my prediction for the upcoming chapters. Um, Other than that, I think we've pretty much covered everything I want to talk about, to be honest. I got a couple things
2: left, I think. Um,
3: Absolutely, let us have it.
2: I was just going to geek over the fact that, like, we have Green Bull pulling up to Wano, obviously. Holy fuck. Uh, I'm so nervous to see how things play out. Like, we know Sakazuki kind of told him, like, chill out, bro, don't do nothing crazy. But I can definitely also see a scene where they're at the banquet chilling at a table or something. And we just get a scene where he's not there and all of a sudden he's just there. Like, see, he just suddenly just shows up and nobody even notices until he, like, says something casually in conversation. Like, oh, can you hand me the tea? And they're like, who the fuck? Yo! And everybody freaks out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous to see how it plays out with Green Bull. Um, and then as far as his ability, we obviously get a clue to it in this chapter. Um... He's spawning some kind of flower out of his back that he's using as like mm-hmm. a helicopter to fly with. Yeah. So based on that, I personally think it for sure is either a paramecia or a mythical zone, right? I don't think a plant logia is really possible being that it's like not really an element so much as an organic life form, a plant, right? So I don't think it qualifies within the parameters to be a logia. Um, and I think having one Admiral with a Logia in Kizaru, one with a Paramecia, and then one with a Zoan, Mythical Zoan, would definitely be dope as shit. I also think it might be dope as hell to, like, have two Admirals with a powerful Paramecia in, uh, Fujitora and Ryukyogu, uh, Kugu if that's, if that's what he has, but, <clears throat> um, Either way, I think it has to be something other than a Logia because that would, in my opinion, fit thematically better with the post-time skip that has been like one long subversion of the Logias are the most powerful fruit mindset that we were kind of instilled with up until like the last few pre-time skip arcs, you know, NES Lobby, Impel Down, Marine Ford. Where we started to be introduced to some of the more potent and powerful like Zoan and Paramecia abilities like, you know, CP0, Magellan, Whitebeard, Marco, Jozu, Dofi, etc. You know, all the people we saw in the Marineford War and, and the arcs leading mm-hmm. up to it. <clears throat> um, up until that point, you know, a lot of the Paramecia abilities and Zoan abilities that we saw were like less potent, less of a problem. Um, And then we really got the Zoans in CP zero that were like a problem. Paramecia abilities in, in in impel down and Marineford that were like a fucking problem. Um, And then conversely, most of the Logia abilities we've seen post time skip outside of the admirals have not been as much of a problem, mainly because in my opinion, the focus as far as the power system goes has been on obviously the different types of hockey And then the awakening abilities of these, like, more unique Paramecia, you know, powers, these fruits, and then ancient and mythical Zoans that, you know, are extremely more durable or have, like, in mythical Zoans' case, like, these potent, like, unique abilities that, like, mythical creatures have, like, Marco's healing or whatever. Luffy Mm -hmm. shit. Um, So, sorry to be long-winded, but... that's why i feel like it would be you know that's that's basically why i think it would fit thematically better if green bull had a mythical zone only because you know what we've seen from the story post time skip in my opinion and i do think it has to be a mythical zone if it is a zoan and not a paramecia only because you know no animal really spawns like a flower out of its back right
3: yeah Um, yeah
2: and I think I would love to see, and there's been theories speculating on this, I would love to see some sort of, like, mythical forest spirit zone from Ryu Kugyu, Green Bolt.
3: Okay, 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 okay. I think okay. that'd be awesome as shit. I think it might be, um, are you familiar with the character, uh, Guan Yin? mm Uh, they are basically in Chinese mythology, they are the goddess of mercy... And they are like an all seeing, all hearing being. Um, But they are often depicted as emerging from like a giant, like blooming lotus flower. And so I was thinking that the flower on their back might be a lotus that is being spun at high speed. Because I think, like, I think Guan Yin meant the Monkey King, and then Luffy is based off, you know, the Monkey King. Sun God Nika is, you know, that archetype. Yeah. so I was wondering if it might be Guan Yin because um how does like, the story play out when they meet do you know
2: can um, you recall it because if I they meet now the and it follows kind of the line of that story then definitely could be possible I'm not entirely sure
3: but there was one line in the wiki that like made me think about it earlier when I was doing a little bit of research um there is a modern day translation for guanyin he is the one who is the dharma protector and restores the peace in the world and so i was thinking like is this the peace for you know the world government in that kind of sense and so it might be a good part um let me guanyin monkey king bam
2: While you're looking at that, um, I don't know, just to appreciate, I guess, some of the panels even further. Really great to see, like like you said, from the transition from page four and five into like six and seven, the darkness over Wano into the light over Wano with the clouds and the cherry blossoms now floating and everybody kind of like, it's just a much happier vibe. And that, that comes across in the art as well. Um, yeah, the snow falling over everyone on uh, pages kind of six through eight and nine in um, because they're in Hakumai or wherever the Shimotsuki people are where it's always kind of snowy climate. Um, yeah, the full spread of the whole gang together. You know, page 10 and 11, when Luffy and Zora wake up. So good to see. And I can't wait for the full spread of all the Straw Hats together after this, because we always get a full double-page spread of all the Straw Hats together after the arc. Or before. I want
3: to see Yamato genuinely be taken in to the uh, Straw Hats. Because I feel like it's like the correcting of a wrong of a past, where Odin was rejected, then you know, Yamato would be accepted. They both did their waiting a week, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, I I want... They wouldn't do the parallels and like, if they weren't gonna, like, break the cycle a little bit, you know? Because, like, the whole arc of Wano is breaking the cycle of oppression, breaking the cycle of history, the idea that Luffy is a a force for positive change and being the incarnation of Joy Boy. So I, I just really... I hope that, like, Yamato joins. Um, yeah, the monk. To answer your earlier question, Guanyin was asked for help by the Monkey King to like defeat a demon, and I don't really remember too much more than that. Hmm. I think they were like, "You're on your own."
2: So maybe, maybe Green Bull shows up here, and he's open. Kind of to, you know, maybe he's somewhat along the lines of Fujitora where he's not like absolute justice like Sakazuki. And he's maybe open to a little bit of interpretation on the situation. And uh, Yamato and Momonosuke, they know about the history of the world. Maybe they say, look, it would be really nice if somebody with your power and position was able to, like, help us in our efforts to, like, take down this corrupt organization that has been ruling over the world for the last fucking thousand years. You know, and maybe he's open to that. And yeah. uh, and you know, Guan Yin assist the Monkey King as the legend says. That would that'd be dope.
3: I'd be open to that. That'd be really awesome. It'd be <clears> the defector <throat> against the admirals, and like, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. You know, it's you know, we've been reading this series for so long, and it still feels impossible to like single out his trajectory and like Oda's brain. You know what I mean? I know, right? It's uh, it feels impossible catch... to predict.
2: But yeah, I think um, that's about all I had for this One Piece chapter tonight, man. Great chapter. I can't wait to see what happens next, for real. Very meaty. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this chapter One Piece. And I think that does it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave a comment in the comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this episode or, you know, if you thought we missed anything. I feel like we uh, um, squeezed blood from a stone, as they say. But, um, as always, you know, be sure to look in the description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on as well as links to support the podcast such as our patreon or our online store and with all that said this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle
3: and i'm elianis
0: sarabada